The following podcast may not be suitable for children. Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, Kate. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So I have a question for you. Sure. Do you do Elf on a Shelf with your kids? I don't. Oh. How do you get them to behave heading into Christmas? Um, out of their goodwill. Really? Also, one's a baby, so she doesn't know what's going on. And the toddler is just a wild child. No, she's she's fine. She just, we don't threaten her with with elves or Santa. So you don't have a code of ethics for them to live up to? (laughs) We do in that we try to teach them to be empathetic, kind people. But I have not threatened them with Santa or the elf yet. And I'm hoping we can avoid getting involved in the elf. Or sanctions? Or sanctions. There are some stern consequences for misbehavior. Oh, okay. Are you planning on updating your updating the code? Your code? We we really believe in the positive discipline. Okay. So we don't. I, maybe we don't do sanctions. Oh. I don't know. Well, unfortunately for our members, we run a we run a tight household. Don't worry, members. Okay. We don't let my children run wild. And unfortunately for you, Kate's not in charge of your code of ethics. No. Because sanctions do still exist. <laughs> the code of ethics is very much not positive parenting. No, but it is there to enforce positive behavior. So Exactly. So why don't we talk about the updates that NAR is making to their code of ethics since the Orslan family is not updating theirs this year. Sound like a plan? That sounds perfect. All right. So, as we said, we're going to be discussing the update to the code of ethics for 2019. We want to make sure that you comply with the Code of Ethics, but trust us, we also have some selfish motives for making sure you know what's going on. We absolutely do. We want to make sure that we do not have to handle any additional ethics cases because people are not aware of this update. We told you it was selfish. Yep. We don't want more work. You may ask, but Laura, how are you going to make a full episode about this? Yeah, that is a good question. Don't worry. As attorneys, we really know how to stretch out a topic. Yes, we do. We are excellent at that. We'll also throw it back to the 2018 Code of Ethics updates for those who haven't been diligently paying attention. So there was one update to the Code of Ethics for 2019, and it's going to be to Standard of Practice 1-7. So Article 1 of the Code of Ethics states, when representing a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other client as an agent, Realtors pledge themselves to protect and promote the interests of their client. This obligation to the client is primary, but it does not relieve realtors of their obligation to treat all parties honestly. When serving a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other party in a non-agency capacity, realtors remain obligated to treat all parties honestly. This article presents the obligation to realtors to treat all parties honestly, while also protecting and promoting the interests of their client. Under Article 1, there are a number of standards of practice, or SOPs, which support and further explain the duties under Article 1. So quick tangent before we get into that update. Standard of practice, SOPs, yeah, let's explain them and stretch this out a little bit. Yeah. A realtor can only be found in violation of an article of the Code of Ethics, but the standards of practice are there to help provide guidance and illustrate the types of behavior that would constitute a violation of a particular article. 
So you always need to attach any type of complaint to an article, but you can support them with standard of practice. Right, exactly. So the update this year is to standard of practice 7 for Article 1. Historically, SOP 1-7 required realtors to present all offers until closing or execution of a lease unless the client waived this obligation in writing. But it didn't require you to have any type of confirmation that the offer was presented. SOP 1-7 will be updated beginning January 1st, 2019, so not too far in the future. Because it's hard to illustrate, obviously, a written change on a podcast, right? right? You can't see the underlined text. So to help emphasize what changes there are, Laura will interrupt me with the new language to help it stand out. I'm going to read Standard Practice 1-7, and then Laura will interject to highlight the change. I'm good at interrupting you. Yeah. I feel like there's like a knock-knock who's there interrupting cow. <laughs> yeah. Interrupting cow who moo. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm sorry that I did that. <laughs> I have regrets. So here we go. Starting out with Standard Practice 1-7. When acting as listing brokers, realtors shall continue to submit to the seller slash landlord all offers and counter offers until closing or execution of a lease unless the seller slash landlord has waived this obligation in writing. Upon the written request of a cooperating broker who submits an offer to the listing broker, the listing broker shall provide a written affirmation to the cooperating broker stating that the offer has been submitted to the seller or landlord or a written notification that the seller and landlord or landlord has waived the obligation to have the offer presented. Realtors shall not be obligated to continue to market the property after an offer has been accepted by the seller or landlord. Realtors shall recommend that sellers or landlords obtain the advice of legal counsel prior to acceptance of a subsequent offer, except where the acceptance is contingent on the termination of the pre-existing purchase contract or lease. I have to tell you, it was really hard to not start my section off with moo. <laughs> that would not have been in the Code of Ethics. That would not, which is why I resisted. That so let's talk good about... Good on you. Thank you. Let's talk about what this new change to 1-7 does. Tell me. If a cooperating broker who submits an offer on behalf of a client requests in writing, now that's key, in writing, that the listing broker confirms he or she has presented that offer, then the listing broker must respond again in writing that either he or she presented the offer or that his client has waived the obligation. What's important to note is that both the request and the response must be in writing. That means a phone call will not suffice. A phone call is not writing. Right. You can make the call, but if you make the request verbally, they don't have to respond in writing. Right. And... What could writing be? Well, that could really be a text message, a letter, an email. So it just needs to make sure that it has that component of something that is written. Right. So that takes care of the update for 2019. But we still have time left, dear listeners. We do. So let's take a quick look at the 2018 update. You should all be familiar with this because it's been in effect for almost a whole year. But just in case, because we are your risk management... Well, let's talk about that change from January 1st of 2018. Which again, it's almost 2019, so I really hope you guys know this. I hope so too. An update to standard of practice 12-10 went into effect on January 1st, 2018. So first, let's take a look at Article 12, which covers advertising. Under Article 12, realtors shall be honest and truthful in their real estate communications and shall present a true picture in their advertising, marketing, and other representations. 
Realtors shall ensure that their status as a real estate professional is readily apparent in their advertising, marketing, and other representations, and that the recipients of all real estate communications are or have been notified that those communications are from a real estate professional. It requires that realtors be honest and truthful in their advertisements and ensure that their status as real estate professionals is readily apparent. Under the accompanying standards of practice, realtors must not offer property for sale without authority, include the name of the realtor's firm in reasonable and readily apparent manner, disclose any ownership interest, present a true picture and keep information on website current, and include the firm's name and states of licensure on website. So standard of practice 12-10 was updated to add language to specifically prohibit realtors from using misleading images. So because I interrupted Kate, now it's Kate's inter- chance to interrupt me uh, with the new language. So, that was so dorky. That was, but that's why we love you so much. So article uh, standard of practice 12-10 says realtors' obligations to present a true picture in their advertising and representations to the public include internet content, images, and the URLs and domain names they use, and prohibits realtors from, one, engaging in deceptive or unauthorized framing of real estate brokerage websites, manipulating, for example, presenting content developed by others, listing or other content in any way that produces a deceptive or misleading result, three, deceptively using meta tags, keywords, or other devices or methods to direct, drive, or divert internet traffic, or presenting content developed by others without either attribution or without permission, or otherwise use misleading consumers, including the use of misleading images. This update addresses the issue of using misleading or altered images that may deceive or mislead consumers. You need to make sure that the photos you are posting of a property are presenting the true picture of the property and are not creating false expectations or misleading beliefs as to the true nature of the property. So you want to make sure that you're careful with Photoshop, creative use of wide-angle lenses, and digital staging. It can certainly be a slippery slope, so make sure you're looking at the images you want to include with the listing and comparing them to the actual house to make sure that they're not components that would make them misleading. So, Kate, let's take it to the legal hotline. Let's go. Take it to the legal hotline. A cooperating broker emailed me to request that I confirm that I presented his client's offers. I was really busy and on the road all day, so I gave him a call back to let him know that I had presented it. Did I violate the code of ethics? Technically, you did not follow standard of practice 1-7, assuming this happened in 2019. I guess, full disclosure, these are all 2019 questions, which requires that your response be in writing. You gave him verbal confirmation, but need to follow up with something in writing, either an email, letter, fax, if we're back in the 1990s, or a text message. That was a good throwback. Question. My client waived my obligation to present offers to him. How do I let a cooperating broker requesting confirmation know of that? Well, you can respond in writing stating that your client waived your obligation to present offers. Make sure your response is in writing and also make sure that your client did waive that obligation in writing. So Kate, the photos that I got back from the photographer for the property that I'm listing are awful. He took them when a train was going behind the house so it's in full view. The owners did not put away their rotting pumpkin from Halloween on their front porch, so it's front and center on that first photo. Can I just Photoshop him out of those? Laura. Yeah? This seems risky. Oh. Is there a train always behind the house? Probably not. But you don't know. That's Uh, true. Are you removing the train and the train tracks? Removing those certainly could be misleading because the train tracks are likely not moving. Right. 
we know that the train tracks would not suddenly go away because that's not how the world works. Yep. You don't want to create an image that the house is not located next to train tracks. Okay. Got that. The pumpkin, on the other hand, is likely not a permanent fixture and would hopefully be gone before they take possession of the house. Hopefully. It's, it's a safer item to remove by Photoshop. Ultimately, though, it really may just be easier to have the photographer return when maybe there's not a train going through town and remind your clients about the importance of setting up their house inside and out for these photos. That's true. All right, so let's talk about some ways that you can limit your risk. First, remember that the Code of Ethics is updated almost every year, so you want to make sure that you review those updates and comply with them. For Standard of Practice 1-7, always put your request and response in writing. This is also a good practice in general. It keeps people on the same page, quite literally, and a record of the transaction as the transaction progresses. For standard of practice 12-10, be careful about the photos you use. Make sure they reflect the properties that you list accurately so as to not mislead consumers. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.